Welcome to episode one of Listen, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Molly Doyle. And I'm Jasmine Doyle. This is our very first episode, and we're so excited to be starting our Doctor Who podcasting journey. We've got a really fun episode planned, but before we jump into our main discussion, we thought it would make sense to start by talking a little bit about our Doctor Who origin story, our history with the show, and how we've ended up where we are today. So, Jazz, do you want to... Yeah, so me and Molly are sisters, and um, when I was probably about five and Molly was eight, the first episode of New Who aired in 2005, and our dad showed us it because he'd seen Doctor Who as a child and thought, maybe you guys would like this, and we did. Yeah, we watched it consistently every week. It was so exciting, like Saturday, Saturday night, night, the viewing session, we'd gather on the sofa with mum and dad and we'd watch it. Yeah. And we were big fans for a long time, all mm-hmm. through Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, into Matt Smith. It was such a big thing, like growing up at that time, everybody watched it. Well, not everybody, but most of our friends yeah. did. And it was like the big thing to talk about when you went into school on Monday. <laughs> But, you know, as the years went on, we sort of tailed off. Yeah. I left first, um, being the older sister. I think I, you know, got too cool. I wasn't into Doctor Who anymore. So I stopped watching probably around the middle of Matt Smith. Yeah, and I I hung on watching it with Dad until two seasons into Peter Capaldi. But I suppose I wasn't as... I wasn't like as invested. I wasn't really, I probably missed the old episode. I wasn't properly into it the way I was. So I just kind of fell off. It wasn't that the show had got worse at all, but we'd somehow, I guess we got, we'd been watching it for so many years that it kind of, we fell off a bit. But later on, flash forward to 2020. <laughs> flash forward several years and obviously everyone is aware coronavirus hit. The UK was in lockdown for mm-hmm. several months. Uh, we're still there but that's by the by so we went into lockdown and obviously we had lots of time and one day I just fancied watching uh the series four episode turn left so we watched it yeah we loved it we thought what a great show this is (laughs) we should carry on a bit so we just thought we'll watch the next two episodes because it's sort of a trilogy just finish off that and we loved them so we just thought let's just go back to the beginning, series one, episode one. Yeah, we went back to Rose and we started watching and we didn't really stop. It wasn't necessarily our plan. We'd sort of said, maybe we'll get up to date, but that's a lot of TV, yeah. so probably not. But as we just were watching it, we were really, really enjoying it. We got and so into we it. we <laughs> carried on right up until, well, now we're completely caught up. And we just love this show. <laughs> It's just the best. <laughs> it is the best. We just realised how many of our conversations were solely talking about Doctor Who all the time. It became a huge part of our lives. <laughs> and basically, we just thought we'd do a podcast because we really just missed talking about Doctor Who. Yeah. There's so many interesting discussions about Doctor Who that can be had. Yeah, we really think that this podcast will be just such a great way for us to talk about the show that we love. Mm-hmm. I think in a way that it won't just be a saying, oh, we love this, we love that. There'll be a lot of that because yeah. we're very positive <laughs> fans. We are. <laughs> but I think there's so much scope with a show like Doctor Who that has so much, so much in it, so much around mm-hmm. it. And we should say as well, uh, just the little caveat, that we haven't really seen any of Classic Who and this isn't going to be what this podcast is about. Sorry to anyone who's a big fan of Classic Who, who may be listening. Yes. Maybe one day we'll get there. Maybe one day, but as it is, we have so much with yeah. New Who. I mean, New Who started in 2005, so that's 16 years. Um, it's not exactly new. So we've just got a lot of exciting things planned. We have a very big list, and yeah. we're just going to do... A mix of different things to do with character discussions, episode discussions, and reactions, and reviews, and rankings, and ratings, and yeah, all kinds of things. All sorts. Anything that we think and think of to discuss about Doctor Who, we will discuss. We will do. <laughs> so shall we get on to 
uh, today's topic. Yeah. So today we thought, seeing as this is our opening episode of the podcast, we would discuss the opening episodes of each series, 1 to 12, and we thought we would maybe try and have a go at rating each of them within some separate categories. The categories that we said were, so the top one would be the greatest of all time, then fantastic, then very good, then good, then okay, and then disappointing. Yeah. I have to say a little caveat here. I struggled so much to rate these. I haven't even considered it yet. It's just going to see what comes okay, to me okay, as I get there. I feel like we should just make a little note at the top here. So um, we decided this would be our plan a week ago. And we said maybe we'll flick through some episodes. I've watched all 12, the whole episode <laughs> of each, which wasn't the plan. I started watching a couple that I wasn't so familiar with. And then I just thought, I'll watch them all. And I haven't watched any, and I skipped through all 12 today, (laughs) very quickly (laughs) to remind myself. But I think most of them I remember pretty well. I know the show well. I'm sure I'll be fine. (laughs) We should say as well, Jasmine remembers so much more than I do. (laughs) That's true. When we were (laughs) rewatching, you never knew what was going on at all. (laughs) I remembered everything. Yeah, so I feel like it's fitting that I would rewatch it. This is true. Okay. We're all good. So we'll start with episode one of series one, which is called Rose. What are your thoughts on Rose, Jasmine? I love Rose. I think, as in Rose the episode, I also love Rose the character, but (laughs) Rose the episode, I just think because it was the first episode I ever watched, it has a really fond place in my heart. I love Chris and Billy's dynamic, Rose and Nine, I just... It's fast-paced, it's fun, it's everything Doctor Who should be, I think. What are your thoughts? I just think of it, I don't know, I wrote down the one that started it all. Because it really is, and there was so much riding on that episode. If it hadn't have been a success, that would have been the end of this revival. And it's crazy that it was 16 years ago, but for me, and for you, it really does hold up. Yeah. I think... Both Rose and the Doctor are introduced perfectly. The opening montage with Rose and her life, with the music, is so iconic. And you get just such a sense of who she is, her job, her family, her boyfriend. But it's all done in the matter of like two or three minutes. Yeah. And that's what Russell said in his book, The Writer's Tale. (laughs) <laughs> which you've both read and love. But he was saying how he want, he didn't want people to switch on and kind of just think like, oh, boring show, this is supposed to be Doctor Who, it's supposed to be full of monsters and sci-fi or whatever. So he thought we need to like fast pace it through the kind of set up her life and then get to the monsters, which I think yeah. they did such a good job at because it doesn't feel rushed. It just feels like it's setting no. out this tone for her life. And I, I really do like that. Yeah. And then you come to the Doctor's introduction, which... Him just grabbing her hand and saying, run, is so good. It's iconic. It is iconic. And all throughout this episode, there's so much great dialogue between the two of them. Yeah, like back and forth. And they just gel. Even even when there's conflict in the scene, the actors are just so good. And you just get such a sense of who they are, who they're going to be. Mm -hmm. There's so many lines when I was watching it and I was like, oh, that's now a classic line. That's now a classic line. That's now a classic line. Exactly. One instance that I just love that sticks out is the scene where the Doctor's trying to find the transmitter. And oh, I love line. that. What's it look like? Like a transmitter, round and massive, somewhere slap bang in the middle of London. A huge metal circular structure, like a dish, like a wheel, radial, close to where we're standing. It must be completely invisible. What? What? And then Rose is just like looking at the London Eye behind him and he just doesn't get it. And then he finally figures it out. Fantastic. Oh, it's so good. It's so funny. And I also want to point out how much I love Jackie in this episode. Yeah. I love. um, And she's like, Beth, she's alive. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I think it's so funny. And when she, yeah, when she talks about the friend that got. Oh, yeah, uh, conversation with the Greek. (laughs) Ariana got 2,000 quid off the council just because the old man behind the desk said she looked Greek. 
I know she is Greek, but that's not the point. Yeah. I know she is Greek, but that's, that's not, not the point. point. Yeah, Jackie too. is great. And Mickey. Mickey. Although I know pizza. people are sometimes a bit critical of Mickey in this episode with the pizza. Yeah. But as a child, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really funny <laughs> and entertaining. Yeah. I know looking back, it looks a bit like, why would she ever believe that was her boyfriend? But, you know. Another great highlight, I think, is the Doctor's speech on the turn of the earth. It's like when you're a kid. The first time they tell you that the world's turning and you just can't quite believe it because everything looks like it's standing still. I can feel it. The turn of the earth. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour and I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me clinging to the skin of this tiny little world and if we let go that's who i am now forget me rose tyler i love that speech it just feels so like that's who he is the ninth doctor it's very cool and it's very it just walks the fine line between being dramatic but not over the top not like ridiculous but it's still like oh yeah and it's like it shows he's not human yeah but it feels very centred in, I guess, because we follow Rose as kind of our view into it. It feels very centred in our world and yeah. everything about it. I have a question for you about, so the villains, the aliens of the episode. Mm-hmm. So we have the Autons. What do you think about them? And the Nestine Consciousness. I mean, they're kind of in tandem. What do you think about them? I like the Autons. I think it's a good opening episode kind of idea. But they're not too complex I don't know, it's it's, in, it's an interesting play on things that, which I feel like Doctor Who does a lot, where it's kind of things we see in our everyday and twisting it to be something monstrous. Yeah. Plastic and then shadows or whatever that may be, TV, they've done all sorts of things like that. And I like that. The nesting consciousness, it's not anything genius, I guess. Mm. But there's so much packed into that episode. I don't really think the goal of it was to have this genius, interesting monster necessarily. It was kind of the mystery of the episode is the Doctor and who he is. Yeah, I agree with you completely, I think. The Autons, I think, are great. They are so simple. And I think, obviously, they weren't thinking about this at the time. But because the Autons are mannequins, they haven't changed at all. So they haven't aged. The death scene consciousness looks a bit silly because special effects have improved. But the Autons are still scary. And if they came up with them today, they'd look the same. Exactly. Because they're shop window dummies. And like you say, it's part of the everyday. And I really like them. Yeah, the special effects of the nesting consciousness and kind of it's... But I love when Rose like swings into the nesting consciousness at the end. Got no A-levels. No job. No future. But I tell you what I have got... Jericho Street Genius Corps, under seven's genetics team. I've got the bronze. Oh, yeah, that's good. She really steps up. And I love the ending when she decides to run away with him. The Doctor is quite, you know, throughout the episode, he doesn't want Rose to get involved, really. No. It's interesting to see over the course of the episode how he gets to the end when he invites her. And for him, the character that he was, the Ninth Doctor, I think that's quite a big deal. He's probably not had anyone with him for a long time. Yeah. And the time war is interesting because obviously watching it, I had no idea what the time war was. But now, you know, obviously time war was something that was invented by Russell to go between, you know, classic who and new who. But how much has been made of that and what we've seen since. It's cool that the seeds were being planted. It's really, yeah, it really is, isn't it? I think it was a good thing to introduce the time war to kind of it set him out as this kind of damaged man who like yeah. was very complex and dark and not just like this traditional hero who saves the day. He's got he's got a lot of layers because he's been scarred by this war. I think that's quite an interesting concept. Okay, having said all of that, do you have anything else to say about Rose? Not particularly. Is there anything you would improve? Like anything you think is a weak point? Um, The only things I would say is... I don't know, something, the nesting consciousness is the only thing that kind of sticks with me. And also the, I hate the wheelie bin burping. I just don't like (laughs) fart and burp. So I don't like the these very much. And I think, yeah, the wheelie bin eating Mickey and then Mickey, 
I, I don't think it's that bad. There's not a lot, honestly. It's a very solid episode. And definitely, it did exactly what it needed to do to open up a new show, yeah. basically. Reviving it. Yeah. I think it was exactly what was needed. So, saying that, where would you, what category would you put it in? Well, I did do a preliminary ranking. And I put it as fantastic. I was thinking that too. Fantastic. Because I think it is such a strong opener. It really is. It's not greatest of all time, because I'm thinking of what my favourite episodes of all time are. And I would say it's not as good. Yeah, and I think we discussed this when we were planning this episode. Yeah. I don't think any of the openers for me are... Maybe some of them come close to the greatest of all time mm. but there's so much of Doctor Who but it's it's a testament to the show that I enjoyed all these episodes so much even if I don't rank any of them in the greatest of all time yeah and I think another great thing about this show and like these episodes is that we loved this when we were I was five and now yes. I'm 21 and I still love it and I think that's such a it's such a great thing that it can appeal to such yeah. an audience and you can see different things as you watch it as an older person or compared to a child but it's cool isn't it yeah, no, it's true. It's crazy that we're now both older than Rose. I know. Madness. Oh, wow. So, the next episode we're going to discuss is Series 2, Episode 1, New Earth. How do you feel about this one, Molly? This is an interesting one. I feel like I like it more than you do. We'll hear what you have to say. <laughs> I feel conflicted and confused about New Earth because I always think of it as I don't love it that much. Yeah. But when I watched it, I had such a good time. I don't know. I find it difficult to rank. I think it's doing a different thing. These openers, although we're talking about all of them, some of them are introducing new doctors. Yeah. Some of them are introducing new companions. Some of them are doing both. And some of them are doing neither. This one hardly feels like an opener, does it? No. Because the Christmas invasion was the opener... This kind of just feels like carrying on the adventure. They didn't have to do anything, any introducing or setting out. I guess the only thing it was doing was because David wasn't around a huge amount in the Christmas invasion. So maybe mm. this is kind of the first time we see them interacting as a pair. Yeah, I think it's interesting to note as well when these episodes are set. So this is in the future. Mm-hmm. Most of these uh, openers aren't in the future. Most will probably be in the present, right? Most of them are in the present because that's where they're grounding us with our companions. This is kind of what you said, they've had the freedom to do something different because it's not necess- mm-hmm. it's not, it's not having to set up so much. Um, the things I think about this story, I think the body swap is funny. I like the body swap. It looked like the actors were having a lot of fun trying to be Cassandra in these various ways. Yeah. This is different. Cassandra? Goodness me, I'm a man. Young. So many parts. And hardly used. Ah, oh, ah, oh, two hearts. Oh, baby, I'm beating out a samba. I think it's fantastic acting from both Billy and David. Like, they both did such a yeah. good job. I laughed out loud at times. And I think it <laughs> is, I don't really like the character of Cassandra. No. <laughs> but I like her a lot more in Rose and in The Doctor. Mm. Yeah, I would say this episode, when I think of it, I think of like, clinical like I think of these like yeah the gross boils and the people walking around like I don't know I don't think that should impact my liking of the show because it doesn't gross things don't gross me out that much but for some reason this show just this episode has a strange tone in my mind but when I watch I it I can see a lot of positives in it like I do think it's definitely a good episode I think it's a good episode too but I also am grossed out by it and the kind of I think the idea I think the plot is cool yeah to be fair of all of these openers I think I like the the plot what's happening with the monsters why they're doing what they're doing I like I do like the fact that these cats are trying to cure the yeah it's an interesting moral dilemma in this one it is and it's kind of a precursor to the rebel flesh and the almost people because they've grown these people but the people look disgusting and I just think of them with all their boils and it makes me feel And gross. I think of Chip and we don't like Chip. <laughs> we don't like Chip. Chip is unappealing. Cassandra is unappealing. The cats are unlikable and the infected people are gross. So all of the alien elements <laughs> gross me out or yeah. like annoy me in different ways. One thing I wanted to say that I didn't really realise until I rewatched it that I didn't like is the actual ending... Right. It's all about Cassandra. 
Oh, what when she goes and um calls her beautiful. I don't care for that so much. I quite like that. Oh yeah. It's oddly I don't like Cassandra and I don't like Chip, so I don't know why I would quite like that. <laughs> but I find it oddly quite moving. I like Zoe Wanamaker. I think maybe that's why I quite like it. She's good. I think it's quite moving. Maybe it's because she it's before she's become this kind of person I don't like. Yeah. And she seems genuinely quite moved to be called beautiful. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I think the thing that I didn't like about it is that's the actual end. Like, they don't have any kind of debrief after that. And I think with this whole episode, because of the nature of what it is, you have very, very little of the Doctor and Rose actually interacting. And you have that a little bit at the beginning when they arrive on New Earth. And I love that part. When they're like sitting on the grass, the apple grass and like... It sets up their relationship, you know, how it's fun and it's happy and it's cute. And I mean, obviously, like, I don't know, I'm a bit of a Tenrose shipper, so I like that. I mean, so do I. It's okay that we don't get them together in the episode because it gives us the good body swap story. But there's nothing... I kind of wish we'd had something at the end of them reuniting where we don't really have any of yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't really think about that, but I would agree. Yeah, anything else you have to say? Not particularly, no. I have two more points. One thing that I wanted to say that I like a lot mm-hmm. is... Although I don't like the gross people, I do like the moment with the cocktail of cures Yeah. That the doctor makes and then how he like they're sliding down the lift shaft and he's mixing oh, them yeah. together and then it's kind of like an everybody lives moment yeah it kind of is did you kill them all of them no that's your way of doing things i'm the doctor and i cured them that's like who the doctor is exactly his way of doing things is never to kill if, if he can do something about it yeah And that's something we see repeated in other ones, I've noticed. But also, I know it's probably scientifically very unrealistic, but it doesn't really bother me. Um, Yeah, and the last thing I want to ask you about is, we also have the face of Bo in this, which you kind of forget that he's there. I forget the face of Bo's there in that one. Yeah. I like the face of Bo. I always like the face of Bo. Maybe that's because... I know it's Jack, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh, Jack, <laughs> that's where he is nowadays, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I think there's something very noble and calming about the face of Bo. <laughs> I agree. I would like him to give me a prophecy or something. And, and yeah, I guess that's setting up for, like, we'll meet three times and him coming back. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that Cassandra and the face of Bo are both in the end of the world together. They're yeah, in the same episode. That is true. And which is the first future episode of series one. And they're both together in the first future that episode is true. of series two. I guess it's because it's looking at humanity. It's looking at the earth dying and then the earth being reborn. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so where would you rank New Earth? I think for me, I would put it in good. Yeah. I'm very positive about this show because... This is probably one of my least favourite of the openers, but I'm still putting yeah. it in good. <laughs> like, I still really yeah. like it. Yeah, I think it probably is my least favourite too, yet I like a lot of things about it. It's just a testament to this show. There's just always things to enjoy. If you look to enjoy <laughs> it, you always find things to enjoy about it, I exactly. think. So yeah, a solid good, bordering on okay, but I would put it in good, I think. I think I'd put it in good as well. Awesome. So our next one is Smith and Jones, which is the first episode of series three, which interestingly is also set in a hospital. I was just, yeah, I was thinking that two opening episodes in a row in a hospital. I know. Very different. This one doesn't gross me out so much. No, exactly. Because I think the futuristic hospital is so, ugh. whereas this is like mm. a modern day hospital. It doesn't give me that same feeling. So what are your thoughts? I like this episode. I think it did a good job at setting out who Martha is as a character and kind of, it really shows how, like, capable she is as a I wrote companion. capable too. That's the word that comes yeah. to my mind for Martha. Capable. Like, I, I loved Rose, but she, Rose was never dumb. She's very smart in different ways. But I liked how they have this companion who's really very clever and capable and rivals the doctor in intelligence and little things that she comes up with that he doesn't come up with and she's got she's got her life together i was thinking about this i think until we get to 
series what do I mean? Series 11? The Woman Who Fell to Earth. I think the characters in that, well, I guess Graham and Yaz to an extent, I think they're the only other ones that are kind of on their path of life. That's true. Like, all the others are kind of floating around. Yeah, they are. Martha has kind of a similar thing, though, where she, it's immediately showing how, like, stressed she is trying to hold her family together. Yeah. She's the glue of her family. Yeah. And I really like that opening scene where, like, all of them are calling her up trying to solve her problems, and so I really like that. Yeah. It reminds me of the Rose opening. Yeah, kind of a similar, like, pace. And that really is a good way to make her character, because you can see why she really wants to get away from that. Like, it gives her this escape. Mm. But then also you can... It does also set out why she is so keen to go back at the end and let them go. Because no one else really does that. All these people who are so lost in their lives and get sweeped away by the Doctor, they want to be there forever. But I guess she has this path that she wants to get back to. And yeah. I like that for her. It's refreshing. I like that too. I like Martha. I'm a fan of Martha. I'm a fan of Martha. Apart from Martha, what do you think of the episode, the other aspects? I like the Jadoon in a way. They're not my favourite monsters, but I quite like the them all marching from their ship towards the hospital. Hmm. And um, the plasma is a bit gross when she's sucking people's blood with her little straw. But I mm. think it's an interesting concept that she's doing that to like assimilate as human using this human blood. And I really like that bit where David pretends to be yes. <laughs> human. I'd forgotten that it's bit. It's so funny. Have you seen there are these things? These bloody space rhino things. I mean, rhinos from space. And we're on the moon. Grabbing space rhinos with guns on the moon. I only give it from a bunions, look. I'm all fixed now, perfectly good treatment. The nurses were lovely. I said to my wife, I said I'd recommend this place to anyone, but then we end up on the moon. I loved that. I loved it because it was fun for us to watch because David's so versatile and it's cool to see yeah. him be a human or whatever. But then it it's clever because it, it's intrinsic to the plot. Yeah, it's his plan. You know? Yeah, like he knows that he's subtly suggesting to her, like, oh, they're, they're upping their scanning. <laughs> you should drink my blood, yeah. basically. I think that's clever. What else is there to say about this episode? <laughs> well, one thing I was going to point out, I don't know if you've noticed, that I'd never thought of before until yeah. watching all of these episodes this week, is that it's really similar to the 11th hour, in that you've got a fugitive that's hiding from its captors, that's disguising that's itself. That's true. And it's a different way of doing it, but it's kind of a similar thing. So I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. So I like the plot. I think it's cool. The Jadoon, I like the idea of this, these intergalactic space, like, thug police, but yeah. their rhino faces gross me out, and the <laughs> plasmavore, I hate her straw, like, oh, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know, I think I just, I'm a bit scared. You're very off-put by the gross things, aren't you? I'm very off-put by gross things, so for me, that knocks it down a bit, because it grosses me out. Right. But I like, I like the running through the corridors and... It kind of is a classic kind of Doctor Who story. It's got, like, lots going on, running and kissing and whatever. <laughs> it's just all sorts. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. You're right. And I I like how it ends with Martha with her family and the party and her just being like, oh, I must escape. Yeah, I like that. And it brings it full circle from the beginning. Yeah. Another thing as well, I when I was watching these, sometimes... The music really stood out to me and I did like make a little note of, of when and what that was. Martha's theme, when she sees the TARDIS, oh. is very magical. There's not much room, we'd be a bit intimate. Take a look. I like that a lot. I really like Martha's theme. Yeah, Martha's theme is good. Um, and I thought it was interesting that Martha, when she joins the TARDIS at the end, where they are, kind of in this alleyway, is really similar to where Rose is That's when really she true. joins the TARDIS. It's a similar place for them to... Also, kind of... I know Donna's already set on going, but Donna kind at the of end of Donna, her yeah. opening episode, as in Partners in Crime, is similar. They're kind of all in these random alleys. I guess that's a conscious choice. It's like the contrast between this being in this normal little sad alleyway to like the whole of the universe is through those doors. Yeah. It's kind of a cool contrast. I agree. Yeah. Anything else to say about this episode? No, that's kind of all I had written. What What do you think? 
for this one? I think I prefer it to the previous episode, the, the, um, the New Earth, but I don't know if it's very good. For me, I think it's between. I think it's the higher end of good. Can we do it? Can we do a slash? If it's like on the boundary, yeah. Good slash very good. Yeah, that's what I think. Because I don't think it quite. I don't know what it's missing to not be very good. Well, I have a comment on that. What? It's a fun episode, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple. There's two that I think are more dark episodes, which knock them down for me, and we'll, I'll tell you them when okay. we come to them. Um, and but it's not so funny. That's true. There's not so much comedy in there, is it? Yeah, I think a Doctor episode for me has to have lots of different mm, elements. Yeah, and I think it does, and it's hard to pinpoint what's missing, but it's not up up there. But I do really like it. Yeah, I really like it too. Um, yeah, episode four. So next, we're going to look at. Partners in Crime, the beginning of series four. Which I watched this morning. Did you? Yeah. I do really like this. I always just think of this as like, it's basically just full of comedy. It's just kind of the whole thing is just a bit of a joke. (laughs) Yeah. But I I like that. I just, I love, it's kind of the whole thing feels like a farce. It's like, oh, nearly met. Oh, nearly didn't. Oh, is the printer jammed? Oh, is the printer got paper? And they're all like dashing between. It's like, it's so... It's... I I like that a lot. I watched the whole of that. I watched it with a smile on my face, you know? It's just like, you know what's going to happen. There's so many funny moments. And yeah, the beginning with the printer and then them missing each other. It's so well done. So enhanced by the music as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they finally actually reunite after 20 minutes of missing oh, each other i it's adore so that scene good. <laughs> i remember that as scene... a child watching that and like thinking that was the funniest thing on tv like ever yeah. seen <laughs> miming across at each other and when she's doing all this like computer yeah <laughs> it's so funny i really love that and then there's lots of other little comedy moments peppered throughout as well there really is just donna as a character is so full of little one-liners yeah She's so interesting and so, like, entertaining, yeah. I think. Um, but then she's I also, I guess this more than um, when we first saw her in The Runaway Bride, you can see more her serious side and the, the scene with her sitting with her granddad on the hill. In 100 years' time, we'll be striding out amongst the stars, jingling about with all them aliens. Just you wait. <laughs> you really believe in all that stuff, don't you? <laughs> All over the place these days. <laughs> if I wait here long enough. I suppose you've seen a little blue box. Is that slang for something? No. <laughs> I mean it. If you ever see a little blue box flying up there in the sky, you shout for me, Gramps. Oh, you just shout. <laughs> Do you know, I don't understand half the things you say these days. I think that's really quite moving in a way she just she wants yeah. to find her doctor and travel off around the stars and i think it's really sweet and also a side note i think it's really sweet the fact that that whole scene was meant to be with the dad oh, yeah. who died which is sad but yeah i really think that was a smart idea to bring wilf in definitely wilf is fantastic that scene is so lovely and poignant and especially when they bring tie it back in with the end when he sees them flying off and he's yeah, going to call for donna the and end. then he sees that she's made it in the episode no even though it's like a more poignant like subtle moment yeah. compared to the, the, the comedy farcical it still works yeah um, yeah and what do you think of the adipose and miss foster i don't know the adipose they don't gross me out as much as they should because i think they're, they're quite cute i like them they are cute <laughs> i guess they're just innocent 
they're not the ones who are doing who are trying to hurt people or anything, are they? They're just babies. Yeah, they're little children. It was originally going to be Botox monsters. Yeah, that would have been more gross. That would have been more like Cassandra. Yeah, it would have been. But this is kind of sweet, and um, I think it's an interesting concept. I like the fat just walks away, and the fat, as they say. The fat just walks away. I like that. I think it's quite cool. It's clever. It's a clever commentary on like diet culture. And yeah. it's, it's fun. It's a fun take on it. It could be quite dark and gross, but it's not. No. I mean, it's not scary. This one it's is not the scary least scary all. of all the openers. <laughs> it's very lighthearted. And watching them all float up with Mrs. Foster just like standing. It is funny. Like, it's just entertaining. I love all the... It's just, it's really quite full of action. It's like them flying up and down in their windows cleaner thing. and Yeah. It is very entertaining. I do like this episode a lot. What about Miss Foster? Um, I like her. Well, I don't like her as a person, but I think she's a good character. I like um, Sarah Lancashire as an actress. I think she does it well. Yeah. I guess she's just kind of, she's not got a huge load of layers. She's just kind of a, a classic villain. <laughs> yeah. Super nanny villain. So where would you rank it? Where would I rank it? I think maybe very good. I think very good. I think of Smith and Jones and Partners in Crime as quite similar. Mm. But Partners in Crime has the edge. I think because of the comedy. Yeah. The Doctor and Donna are just such a funny duo. I love the bit at the end when um, he's like, I just want a mate. I just want a mate. You just want two mates. I just want a mate. You're not mating with me, sunshine. A mate. I want a mate. Well, just as well, because I'm not having any of that nonsense. I mean, you're just a long streak of nothing. Yeah, I love that. No, and I noticed when I was watching it that although that's funny and they have all that, they they do handle quite well, like, Martha and Rose. Mm. The Doctor... I know we, you know, there's a lot of criticism of how the Tenth Doctor was written to how he treated Martha and everything. But in this story, he he's quite serious about, you know, he he messed up a bit with Martha. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't want to do that again. He doesn't want any complications. I like that Donna has no romantic intentions with the Doctor. Yeah. Because Russell wanted the, that series. He wanted the Doctor to be falling in love again. Really? Yeah, he was like, Penny's oh, got to yeah. fall in love with the Doctor because he's been with Martha and he's not he didn't like her. But now he's had time to move on from Rose. He's going to fall in love. But then obviously they got Donna back and obviously there's no way he's going to fall in love with Donna. That's just not their vibe. But I'm really glad they didn't because I just think no, it was just too. refreshing to have a series with no romance, just like yeah. good friends. I love romance and I love the romantic yeah. storylines with the Doctor, but you don't need them all the time. No, it was nice to just see two best friends having a laugh. Definitely. Also, Jazz, I don't know if you remember... At the end of this episode, Rose. we have Rose. I love which that. was exciting at the time. It was very so exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I would rate that very good. Yeah, I would say very good. Next one. Okay, so our next episode is the 11th hour now this one is a big one because so this is series five this is a big one because new showrunner new doctor new companion new everything new tardis it's the biggest overhaul we have until the woman who came yeah who felt it i think it is incredibly successful i i really like this episode a lot i think it's so well done i would say this episode is the one that most people would say is the best opener. Yeah. And I think maybe I'd agree. I love the introduction of Amy as a child. I love us first meeting the Doctor. Obviously, this is him setting out who he's going to be as a Doctor. And that whole scene with him eating all the food. (coughs) That's disgusting. What is that? An apple. Apple's rubbish. I hate apples. You said you loved them. No, no, no. I love yoghurt. Yoghurt's my favourite. Give me yoghurt. I just think it's so... It's really funny and sweet and I really like that. And then I like how he disappeared off, came back and years later, not mm. intending to, but I, I really like that setup that she's got this imaginary friend who's the doctor. I like that a lot. 
Also, yeah. side note, it starts the same way as Rose, panning around the earth. Yeah, I like that too. It's like a little nod. Because I think the whole thing is that Stephen Moffat wasn't undoing everything that Russell had done. Yeah, he very much wanted to carry on. Carry on in the same tone, but keep it new and fresh. I think he did a great yeah. job. And there's so many great moments. I adore the scene on the rooftop at the end when he's talking to the Traxy and um, when they bring in I Am The Doctor. What you've got to ask is... What happened to them? Hello. I'm the Doctor. Basically... Run. That music just... It's so good. It just makes you so excited. It just that's what this show is about. It just makes you feel like, oh yeah. yes, I'm the Doctor. Basically, run. I love it. And I love it in Doctor Who. Whenever they show previous doctors, you know they do that sometimes if they're like showing them on a screen or something. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it makes me feel really like, oh, just like wow, this show is <laughs> so too. so many layers, and it's weird because we haven't even watched Classic Who. I know, but for some reason, seeing all these doctors, seeing this like legacy, I just I feel really like moved by it whenever I see them all. Yeah. Like, and he steps through, and now he's the new Doctor, and I think he really solidified his like place as the Doctor in that moment, and I really like it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What else? I really like. I love that scene when, you know, when he's like, I've missed something, I've missed something, and then he's, the camera like pans around all these people. Then I grew up. Oh, God, you never want to do that. No, hang on, shut up. Wait, I missed it. I saw it and I missed it. What did I see? I saw, what did I see? I saw, I saw. I saw. And then it finds Rory. I love the way the camera work does that. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> what do you have to say? Well, I think... This episode had a big job to do. We loved David Tennant's Doctor. I was so attached to it. I think I was quite, you know, okay, this new guy has to show. I think it's always the way. I think everyone was like that. Like, yeah. You're not just going to accept a new Doctor immediately when you've become so used to someone who you love watching. And then suddenly there's someone new in this place and you're like, what? But I just, yeah, didn't he do such a good job at kind of filling those shoes, I think? He won me over completely. Yeah. Like, it was so good. Everything that you said, the setup. I love Peter Capaldi and I I love Jodie Whittaker. Like, I love them. But I think he won me over the quickest, Matt Smith. Yeah, I agree. Even though he probably, he's not my favourite Doctor. No, he's not. I really like him. But he won me over. um, Yeah, I agree. Um... Other things I had to say about this episode, I love that it fe- it feels so magical and yeah. so fairy tale like with the music choices. I think yeah. the little Amy song and the song "Can I Come With You." I guess because it starts off as a with a child's view of it all, and I guess because she yeah. still sees him in a way as this imaginary friend, this magical man. I think that kind of carries on through, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it's so clever that we see her as a child because it makes it feel like she's really connected to the Doctor. It lays like a huge... Yeah. The foundation's already been laid. Like, there's not much work to do because they do this time jump and he's been there all along even though he hasn't been there. It's just so clever. And the actress that plays the child is so Yeah, good. we have discussed this. We think she's one of the best child actresses in Doctor Who, don't yeah, you think? Like she's definitely. Because <laughs> she's not at all, she's very believable. She's not a cringe. She's so believable. I really like her. Yeah. There's not much that pulls this episode mm. down for me. The only things would be, which isn't really fair of the episode, it's just that Amy's my least favourite companion. I do love Amy, but she's <laughs> yeah. my least favourite companion and probably... The 11th Doctor is, is my least favourite Doctor, so... It's so sad to think about, though. I don't even know. I love Matt. Like, I feel like when we were watching... When we were watching, like, series 5 to 7, yeah. we were like, Matt's our favourite again now. <laughs> so I feel like for <laughs> us, it can just change depending on who we're watching in that yeah, moment. Yeah, no, it's true. But um, Amy, I don't know. I like her more in that episode than I do in some episodes. Mm, okay. Interesting. One thing we haven't discussed really is the monster. And this Prisoner is the thing. Anyway. It doesn't let it down because it's not bad, but I don't love it. 
It's no. not like a standout monster, but it's quite, it's a clever concept. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, and I guess it sets up that crack in the wall and everything, yeah, which I think is a really interesting through line throughout the series, but, well, not just yeah. that series, throughout the whole of Matt's time. But, um, yeah, I guess Prisoner Zero isn't the most clever of monsters, like, it's not but the I most quite, interesting it's not concept. Bad. It doesn't gross me out. No. <laughs> so I like that. I like how, like, she has this room in her, her house that she's not even noticed yeah. this whole time. I think that's a really cool idea. How many rooms? I'm sorry, what? On this floor. How many rooms on this floor? Count them for me now. Why? Because it will change your life. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Six. Look. Look where? Exactly where you don't want to look, where you never want to look. The corner of your eye. Look behind you. Another thing that I like, which I'd completely forgot until you just mentioned the house and the location, it's not London, which is cool. That's nice. Because it's all been in London up until now. Yeah, true. So where would you rank this? I think I would put it in Fantastic. Yeah, that's where I would put it too. It's not quite greatest of all time. No, but it's really strong. That scene on the roof makes it for me. Like I Am The Doctor is the best piece of me. Well, <laughs> Doesn't I Am The Doctor just always sets such a great tone it just it's reminds so good. me of the joy of this show like yeah oh love it yeah so okay next we have part one of a two-parter the impossible astronaut which opens series six thoughts well this is where i feel like i need to make a general point about the two-parters right I think, so we have three openers which are two-parters. Mm-hmm. All of them, I think, are really good. Yeah. I think it's hard to judge as an opener because I think without having rewatched them, I would have ranked these all higher. They're not bad episodes. They're so good. But by dint of being a two-parter, they're a little bit slow because they've got more time to build up. Yeah. And they need their second part. Yeah. So it's hard to judge them on their own. But this one in particular, I think, is fantastic. I really like it. I know that some people apparently don't really like it. I really like it. I heard one. people saying that they thought it was, Series 6 is kind of weak. Like, they don't like that continuous story of the astronaut. But I really like it a lot. Like, I think it's really cool. This is probably... It's in the top, my top few episodes of this series. I think it's really cool. It feels so atmospheric. I love the silence. I think the silence are one of the cleverest, like that's such a good concept. It's so like simple a concept, but that's so clever. It's one of those monsters that I just think is kind of like the weeping angels. And I think that's such like a simple concept, but it's so effective that you can see them and then you look away and you forget. I just think that's such a cool idea. I really like that. I like the opening, I like setting up the mystery of the, like, I like how they're all invited the, with their envelopes, and I do think that's cool. Four. Sorry, what? The doctor numbered the envelopes. You got three, I was two, Mr. Delaware was four. So? So, where's one? It's really mysterious, very engaging, you're like, what's happening? It, it's very clever, it's something new. Yeah. I think that, although we kind of said that New Earth wasn't like introducing anyone it still kind of was david's first yeah it's kind of that this is the first one that's properly no new doctor no Mm -hmm. new companions yeah and it's a two-parter and i think the combination of those things means that it's it allows them to be freer and make more a mystery of it and do something a bit different i think it's similar to spyfall in this way Mm. yeah true and I really like it. I think Canton is a cool side character. I like him. I like how he comes in as an old old man. I'm Canton Everett Delaware the third. I won't be seeing you again. But you'll be seeing me. Yeah, that was cool. I like the I guess it's a similar continuous storyline like the Impossible Astronaut, but I like how they introduced the eye patch lady and the pregnancy situation. The eye patch lady is. Oh, not she's in, in the second part. The impossible astronaut. They do introduce the pregnancy right at the end. Right. I think one thing I noticed watching it yeah. is that a lot of the good stuff does happen in part two. Right. Yeah, because I love. I really like it when you go to that creepy orphanage in part, and they've all got the tallies on their arms. I guess yeah. that's yeah, that's all in the second part. 
Yeah, the opening to the second part is really cool. The the fact that they build the Doctor into this like that cage. Yeah, theme, I like that. That's all in the second part. Mm. But I think that I felt that with all of these three two parts. Yeah, I felt a lot of anticipation for what's coming next. But I think that's what two parts should do. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, other strong moments. I like the ending cliffhanger of Amy shooting yeah. the child. <laughs> it really shows how how much she cares for the Doctor that she's willing to shoot this yeah. child in the head, <laughs> like. Yeah. Interesting that this is the first opening episode which is primarily set in the past. Hmm. That's true. I mean, it has the present as well, but then they go back to 1969. Yeah. With, with Nixon. Nixon. I, I like, like the that. American Yeah, the setting. Oval Office. Oh, and also the Lake Silencio and the... Yeah, yeah. You know, they're in, they're in America. Doctor Who's got a budget now. I like, know. It's cool. cool to see. It's a good episode. So, what do you think? I don't know. I think maybe very good, but high end of very good. I put it as very good, fantastic. Yeah, we could do another another slash on the boundary. Yeah, because I really like it. I like how this whole series carries through that storyline, and yeah, in a way that I don't think any other series really does have that yeah. much of a reference to this ongoing mystery. Yeah. yeah. So we've realised that this episode is going on quite a while. We've obviously had a lot to say about the opening episodes to Doctor Who, which is good, but we're going to save the rest of our discussion for next week's episode. So be sure to tune in for that. Yeah, this was a really fun discussion. We're really excited to carry on making more podcasts in the future. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. We also just want to say apologies for any technical difficulties any sound issues that we've had this is our first time podcasting and it's really fun but there's obviously a lot to learn so I'm sure we'll get better in the future yeah definitely so please check out our instagram which is at listen underscore pod and get in touch with us by email at listen doctor who pod at gmail.com Yeah, feel free to share your thoughts and opinions about this episode. And we're also really keen to welcome any suggestions for future topics. Yeah, we really would just like to get to know you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen to listen. Listen.